0: Welcome to Xanadu Gallery's Red Dot Podcast. I'm Jason Horsch, owner of Xanadu Gallery, publisher of Red Dot Blog, and your host for this podcast. This is episode 18, and today, rules, regulations, policies, and procedures in the art business. A couple of days ago, I shared a post on Red Dot Blog uh, with the question of should photography be allowed in galleries and it shows and in your studio? Uh, You know, should clients or viewers be allowed to take out their smartphone and snap a photograph of artwork in the gallery? Um, And and there was a great discussion that got started on that. Uh, My position was that, uh, no, it doesn't make sense to try and regulate and stop people from taking photographs. Um, I argue that in this day and age of social media and smartphones, you are fighting a losing battle to try and prevent that. And I think you are uh, being counterproductive in terms of um, your your efforts to stop something that could potentially uh, be a benefit to you. Um, I think that there are uh, well, I know I've had many clients who have emailed us with a photo that they've taken on their smartphone uh, asking us, is this piece still available? Um, or they've shared it on social media and we've made a sale um, from that that share through social media. And so I feel like there, the benefits of allowing photography in the gallery uh, far outweigh the potential downside. Now, That's not to say, and some of you made some very cogent arguments for um, preventing photography, and and some of you have had some very negative experiences with imagery uh, being repurposed and reused in ways that you wouldn't approve of, um, and in ways that uh, violate uh, your copyright for the artwork. And I do understand that, and I don't want to downplay it. Um, In my mind, it's a question of you know, there's kind of a cost-benefit analysis that has to be done, and in my experience in the gallery, the benefit of allowing photography uh, outweighs the potential cost. Um, and and again, that's not to say that there isn't any potential cost there, and that there can't you know that you might run into some issues. Um, but in the long run, I feel like it's it's a positive. And I don't mean to rehash that whole conversation here, and I don't want to focus on just that issue. Um, instead, I want to take a look at a broader question. Um, and, and that is the idea of how you can approach your relationships with your customers in terms of setting rules and regulations and, and as I say, policies, procedures, and, and that kind of thing in, in working with your clients and and what the benefits and, and downside are to having some, some rules and, and regulations and, and um, how to approach this question. And, um, you know, understandably... Um, many of us would like to, uh, you know, better understand how the business works. We want to understand, um, you know, what are the rules of the road? And I get a lot of questions about this, uh, both from artists and I get questions from clients as I'm discussing the business. And and certainly there's a lot to think about in terms of of how you approach um, setting up a business. And, and you know, this is an issue for gallery owners thinking how they're going to interact with their customers. It can be an issue for artists who are participating in shows and festivals. Um, you're, you, you know, uh, wouldn't it be nice if every sale was just super simple and a client comes in, sees something that like pulls out a credit card, buys it at full price, pays the tax, pays the shipping, and you're done. And, and that's the end of it. And and you never have to think about anything really. Just Just works like clockwork. Well, again, in my experience, that's um, you know that that certainly can happen, but it would be um, uh, a little bit naive of us to think that every transaction is going to occur in that way. Um, you know, there are a myriad of possibilities each time you begin to interact with a customer, and we need to. Uh, broadly be prepared to um, think about how we're going to respond in different scenarios and situations. And so some of the questions um, that I hear uh, from from artists are, okay, how much do you tell clients you're going to charge them for shipping? How do you figure all that out? What's the gallery's policy for sending art out on approval to a client's home or shipping it to them? Um, what's the maximum discount you'll ever give a client? What is your return policy? Uh, what's your policy towards children in the gallery? And, and on and on, um, you know, you, you could go and, and think of a million different um, questions. And I completely agree and feel it's important to have thought through these scenarios because you don't want to have to uh, reinvent the wheel every time someone walks through the door. Um, you want you want to set up some guidelines that will help you make uh, decisions um, and and help you, um, you know, set some boundaries in terms of your expectations of your clients, your expectations of uh, gallery sales staff, of how you're gonna work with your artists. Um, it makes sense to to, as much as possible, have thought through those things. But, I resist, uh, to a certain extent, this idea of setting rules, um, you know, rules in quotation marks, uh, hard and fast regulations that I'm going to follow in every scenario that my sales staff is, is, is bound to um, stick to, that there's no flexibility to bend these rules, that we're going to be draconian in, in how we work with our customers. And, and the problem that I see with these rules is that they can prevent you from finding solutions to challenges that you might be having in a particular instance with a client. Um, And even more than that, I think they can also cause cause us uh, to focus on the wrong things as we're working with our customers. We're more focused on what we don't want people to be doing and, and stopping people from doing certain things. And you know, as soon as you, I think as soon as you get into that mindset, you are putting up roadblocks and and you're just taking you're gonna be taking a different approach um, than you would be uh, if you if you approach this from a different angle and and my rule is pretty simple, and that is I want to help my clients get what they want. Um, and that means that, um, You know, not that there are no boundaries or, or, um, you know, limits to what we'll do to make a sale happen or to work with a customer and get them what we need. You know, certainly there are things that uh, just from a pragmatic standpoint, we have to set some limits. Um, But I prefer to think of those um, limits as guidelines that we generally follow, rather than hard and fast rules, you know, I've I've um, I worked had uh, had a, had a uh, an employee uh, years ago who uh, wanted to type up kind of a a and put it on each and every one of our um, invoices and maybe even print up a poster, uh, a, a set of rules and guidelines about how the the gallery operated. Um, you know and and uh, down to every procedure and, and policy in terms of negotiation and shipping and return policy and all those kinds of things. And you know I, this employee made some some valid arguments um, and, and um, had some good reasons for wanting to do this, but I didn't do it, and I, I just felt that um, there there is a better approach and a better way to do it. Um, and and when I'm talking to customers and when they're asking questions, um, I prefer to kind of point to these guidelines with language that sounds accommodating rather than harsh. And so if a client asks, for example, about our return policy, i don't I don't like to say something like, we have a strict 14 day return policy and all artwork must be returned in its original packaging. And, um, you know, we will then inspect it and go through a 20 point return uh, procedure. And when that's, you you know, all of that starts to feel like you are, um, you know, you're working with some kind of government agency or something, and it just becomes um, unpleasant. I prefer in in those kinds of situations and, and having those kinds of conversations to use language like, generally, we try to, it's uh, you know, do this or that, or typically our customers um we'll get the piece home and and um you know let us know uh, and or we would ask that for a half down deposit uh, at the beginning of the commission and the balance due when the piece is completed in other words i i want to soften the language that i'm using and and that my staff is using when we're communicating with customers we want to let them know that they are the number one priority, not the rules, that um you know, if there are reasonable uh, uh, requests that they're making, or if there's something in the way we typically do things that doesn't make sense for them, that we have some room to be flexible and and really. We do, Um, you know, there are are just very few problems that can't be solved if we all put our minds to it and work towards resolving those issues together. And and that's what I want to have happen as I'm working with my customers. Um, I want us to be on the same team working together to help them acquire a piece of artwork and to be working together to solve problems, I don't want to be the one who's standing in the way um, of, of them acquiring a piece of artwork that's going to bring satisfaction and joy into their lives. And so I'm not going to let some stupid rule get in the way of that. Um, and um, you know, certainly, as I say, there are going to be times where uh, a client is going to request something unreasonable. Um, or or something that's just not going to work in that situation, or they're going to have some unrealistic expectation. But even then, my preference is not to fall back on some, um, you know, commandment that we have to follow where I have to say, no, I can't because, um, you know, our policy doesn't allow us to do that. Uh, instead, I want to work to try and bring that request into line with something that will work for us. And I'm much more likely to be able to do that if I am, again, on the same team and we're working together to solve the challenge. And I find that in most cases, you know, if if I have a client who is interested in a piece of artwork and need some special consideration um, you know be it uh, in terms of negotiation or or shipping or having the artwork on approval in their home generally speaking between myself the client and the artist, we can typically figure something out and the the other important point to make is that um, there is always going to be some kind of context involved in any scenario that we need to consider as well. So for example, you know, if I just got a new piece in from an artist and this artist's work is in high demand and um, I, I know that that work is going to sell quickly. My staff and I are going to be less willing and le- really less able to negotiate much on the, the pricing of that piece of artwork, um, because we know that we will be disadvantaging our other clients and our artists if we accept a, a an offer on a piece of artwork that has this high likelihood of a sale and that we know we could probably get full price or very close to full price for that artwork. On the other hand, there may be a piece in the gallery that has been here for quite some time. Um, and maybe the artist has had it in some other venues, and um, is more motivated to negotiate on on that particular piece. Not that we would give it away for free or, or give a, a tremendously deep discount. We don't want to certainly devalue the artwork. But again, if you just had some blanket policy in place that um, you know our gallery offers a ten percent discount to clients who've purchased before. Or, uh, y- you know, in no circumstances will we go beyond 15% discount, it uh, ignores the case-by-case realities of, of situations. And, and um, you know, you need to have the flexibility to be a little bit more fluid. There are also times where we have customers who have have purchased many, many pieces from a particular artist or group of artists in our gallery, and those clients are going to get more consideration when they request to us to accommodate something. They want to have the piece on approval a little bit longer, or they want us to arrange for the installation. We will certainly work, uh, we're going to work even harder than we might typically work, in order to make that happen. I, I'm looking for tools that allow me to, to achieve the best outcome for uh, our clients, for our artists, and, and for the galleries. And, and, and we found that when we're striving to do that, when we're working very hard to achieve satisfaction for everyone involved, that's when we're the most successful, uh, and that's when we the, the sales happen, and, you, you know, you kind of get into a zone and a flow with your customers and with the artwork in the gallery, and, and you have very positive experiences. I've seen galleries and, and visited galleries, and, and I suspect that you have, too, where the emphasis is different, where they work towards, uh, you know, a more highly regimented, regulated uh, process of interacting with their customers. And I'm not saying that can't work. Um, and and I suspect that there are some clients who appreciate that kind of more structured, more rigid uh, relationship that they they feel more comfortable in that kind of environment. Um, that's just not my personality or my approach and and not the way I want my gallery to be perceived. And our clients tell us all the time that they love our gallery, they love our staff. They tell us that we're very welcoming and warm. That we're not intimidating, um, and and they appreciate the personalized customer service that we give, and um, you know the way that we do accommodate their special requests, their needs, and, and requirements, and it helps give us a kind of foundation in in terms of establishing those relationships to know that our highest priority is to make everybody happy and we're going to you know work within our guidelines as much as we can to to make that happen um, you know, so going back to this this initial question about uh, you know should clients be allowed or to to take photographs of of artwork in the gallery. My perspective on this is that if I my staff is chasing people around the gallery, telling them to please step back from the art, to please not take photographs. Um, that, that that's going to end up becoming more of their focus, um, and and is going to stand in the way of of us accomplishing our our goals. Having a sign in the gallery that that tells people what they can and can't do does that. I, I find that you know it's just very rare that we have circumstances where we have someone in the gallery who's doing something that is. Um, undesirable that you know could potentially harm the artwork. Someone touching the artwork, for example, and and even then we're pretty careful. You know, it depends on uh, what the situation is. You know, I don't want to be chasing people down, yelling at them, and and that kind of thing. And and in most cases, people get it. They're very respectful. And and I'll tell you too that it's it's quite frequent that people will ask if if they're allowed to take photographs in the gallery it provides us an opportunity and what we will say is generally it's fine to take photographs of of pieces that you're interested in but if you'd like I'd be happy to email you a good photo of that piece along with the information and and pricing and so that really changes um, the the conversation most of the time. So oh, that would people will say, "Oh, that'd be great," and then they'll give us the email and the follow up. You know, and even if they haven't asked and are just snapping some photos, my staff will kind of step in and use that as an opportunity. Um, you know, if you think about it, uh, people pulling out their smartphone to snap a photo of something is a pretty good signal that they're interested in that piece in some way. And so that's a great place to start a conversation, you know, then work towards modifying that interest into passion and that passion into a purchase. And so that's how we're going to generally uh, approach the business and and again, um uh, we have the independence, the ability to be flexible in most cases, and and meet people's needs, and can often be a process of of back and forth with the client, and and. Um, uh, people appreciate that they're receiving personalized attention instead of interacting with a clerk who is just, you know, has a book of regulations that they have to follow and they're going to get the exact same treatment as every other person who walks through the door. You know, my clients, most of them have achieved some success in their life and they they, uh, appreciate being treated in a way that acknowledges their individual importance. And so that's what we're trying to do. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this question of rules and regulations. Uh, If you participate in art shows and festivals, do you have a set of of rules that you try and follow um, that you make your clients aware of? Uh, How has that worked for you? Uh, If you have a gallery, how strict are you in terms of policies and procedures? Uh, Again, how has that worked for you? And What uh, arguments would you make against um, my approach of of being a little more flexible and and just having guidelines rather than rules, policies, and procedures? Uh, Leave your comments on the podcast page. It's on red.blog.com, and that's all spelled out, R-E-D-D-O-T-B-L-O-G.com. Go to the podcast section and look for Episode 18, Rules, Regulations, Policies, and Procedures in the Art Business and leave a comment there. Uh, Also, if you haven't already, be sure and sign up for our mailing list to receive uh, updates, notifications of new podcasts and new posts on the blog. Uh, I'll look forward to hearing from you and I'll look forward to talking to you in the next podcast. Thanks for joining me.